poison Rana. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello, Brayden Harrington here with Jordan Goodman for a little ditty we like to call Detox. So we are here to detox your brain, your mind, your body. Your your nuts off. You're going to detox your effing nuts off here today. Yes, this is uh, the Poison Rana feed. So you came here to hear me talk about CM Punk, AEW, and everything like that. Wrong. Not on this show. We are going to drain your balls clean, people. You want to hear the wrestling talk this Sunday, meaning the uh, 9th or something like that, 2 p.m., me and Davey reunite, and we will be doing a whole new Poison Rana, chatting everything, including our trip to All In and everything in between that and all the wrestling that's happened and all the news, our first show back this Sunday and while I'm at it, some housekeeping, another edition of What Up Next with John Ceno and B Detroit filling in for us as they cover tonight's, well, we're recording this Tuesday, Jordan, uh, NXT, well, this week's NXT for the final uh, time as me and Davey will be back doing that next week as well. So lots of new shows coming up. Davey is, I think, landed now. Jordan, he may interrupt. He literally may come home during the recording of this show right now. So... I hope uh, so. Yeah, that could be that could be fun and wholesome. Uh, so welcome to the show. But uh, yeah, for the wrestling, I know everyone's been waiting for the wrestling talk, but it's coming. We don't do that on this show regularly, uh, unless it's how you worked at Ring of Honor. But I don't want to hear any more about that. <laughs> you, why are you going live on Sunday during the uh, the men's U.S. Open finals? Terrible. Oh, time is that was? Live. Oh, we always go live on Sundays at two. Uh, we could move it if that's such a big deal but you could listen to us while you watch tennis could, do you, you watch could, tennis Braden? uh not not really but you could if you chose to you could just like lower the volume or mute it and then have us talking about it you just go there back go. and forth back and forth back and forth i guess that's what a podcast is anyways too so in the, maybe tennis is not so different i'm uh, so into this tournament right now really you're into real sports i didn't know that oh i i I'm a big hockey fan. I'm a big American okay. football fan. Uh, the Orioles are doing incredibly well this season, but I love tennis. Oh, okay. Who's your Who's your favorite? I know uh, the sisters, right? Uh, yeah, but but uh, <laughs> my knowledge of Ser- tennis. Serena has all but retired, and I believe Venus lost in the opening round this oh. year, which is pretty common for her. Okay, hold on. Uh, Canadian, you probably know her name. I follow her on Instagram for sure. She's a Canadian hero. Um, she's kind of younger, and she does, I think, singles, and she's from Toronto, like from around here. I'm blanking on her name. Bianca? And 
Uh, Andreski, Andrescu, or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I'm very much into Coco Golf, who made it to the semis today. She's from Delray, Florida, which is where my family has had a home for most of my life. Uh, she's only 19, and also this dude Francis Tiafo, who is playing in the quarterfinals tonight against another younger American. Uh, Francis grew up in Maryland, closer to DC, um, and just these players are have not only like really incredible stories, but seem to be very decent, kind, respectful human beings, which makes it all the more fun and interesting to root for them. Okay. Um, I know that golf is, uh, sorry, golf tennis uh, is, is like super popular. Cause I know that they, there's like the, uh, there is other big names, like uh, the station I work at, we do cover it. And when it's happening, like news and stuff covers it, but like, I know it's, still a, a huge thing but tell me jordan why do i keep hearing about pickleball being the like next big thing when like pickleball has been around old people would play it but like now you're hearing like there's like celebrity endorsements behind teams and they want to make give it tv time and oh it's i've watched pickleball on really like you know espn2 or something like that in the past okay. year i know i, I had uh, when i did that formal Shabbat dinner a few months ago that I, I think I shared with you on this show. Uh, yeah. With the hot rabbi at her wife, uh, or her house. Um, one of the young adults at the table recently quit his corporate nine to five job to become a full-time pickleball coach. Wow. Okay. So it's, that's serious. That Yeah. When you're saying that it's been around, it's been around a long time and, and, Older people are playing it. Are you sure you're not thinking of racquetball? Is it not the same? I, I maybe I'm just lumping all racket ball type but, thing. But pickleball's no pickleball's been like you'd see there'd be clubs and community centers and things would would have it on. Can you explain it? Like I'm five, just so I'm so, clear of what pickleball. There's no pickles yeah. involved, which is pretty upsetting as a pickle fan. Oh, and, and as a Jew, yeah, <laughs> the, I I have yet to play it. I was in Boston last weekend, and that's the closest I came to playing it. Uh, playing it, we there was a public park across the street from a hotel, and on our last few hours, we decided, hey, let's go fucking play some pickleball. And unfortunately, we went there, and we needed to have reserved a court time. Right, but it from my understanding, well, it's it's shorter. Um, like the playing surface is shorter, so you can play it on a tennis court, but you're not standing back behind the baseline. Oh, so uh, you do play it on a tennis court. You can play it on a tennis court. Yeah, but yeah. essentially your baseline is like halfway up where, you know, if you're playing doubles, the person more volleying, that's kind of the, the area you're playing within. And the ball, I believe, is much lighter and probably hollow. So when it bounces you don't get as much of a bounce as a, as a tennis ball. And the rackets, uh, I believe, are, uh, I, to me, the way I describe it, I think it's somewhere in between tennis and, like, ping pong. Okay. Table yeah. tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that the, the ball is more of, like, a wiffle ball type of consistency. Right. We could okay. say. So I think it, it, it's very much exploded. Yeah. Is it going to blow COVID, up even more? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's there's a tremendous growth potential in pickleball. Um, I'm seeing new facilities like being announced on a monthly basis, at least where I live. And 
I think COVID was a big reason. I think people just being outside more and doing stuff like that. And it's a much easier game to pick up initially and to play than something like tennis, which takes tremendous skill, I think. Um, I love playing tennis, but I have had the luxury of having many, many hours worth of lessons when I was like a child. And even though I went a good 15, 20 years without playing much of it, uh, when I returned back to it a handful of years ago, I realized, oh shit, the muscle memory is still within me. So like riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I benefit greatly from all that time uh, and investment I put in as a kid. Cause I really enjoy playing tennis now. Um, and love watching it. It's the most I've ever been into watching tennis and following the, uh, the different tournaments. But uh, I, yeah, I do want to play pickleball. So pickleball, it's very much a thing where you are in Canada as well. Yeah, I heard about it. Uh, well, again, uh, back in the day, like I remember community centers and parks, they'd, they'd be playing it. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And I, I think I've played it a few times because it the ball is what I remember. It's like playing tennis, but like with different things. Obviously, there's also, what's the other one? Like birdies and stuff. Badminton. That's like yeah, tennis. I, yeah, yeah, I like that. I uh my cousin and I were, we just had a couple rackets and their birdie, or I think shuttlecock, that might be another term. Shuttlecock? I don't know. Shuttlecock, I'm, I'm going to look that up. We were Never teaching, heard that one, but... Uh, we were teaching his three-year-old the term shuttlecock, or at least I was. Shuttlecock? Uh, but yeah, it was, it's fun to play that. Yeah, I think shuttlecock. Let's see. I had to look is. up why it was called pickleball, and some people say it's because the way the, the like tennis players are better so the, the leftovers like pickles but someone disputes that and says <laughs> no the guy who created it had a dog named pickles so they named it pickleball and that's what a lot of people say is the truth interesting <laughs> i never thought to to, to ask that pickles the and dog so shuttlecock the shuttle part of the name is derived from its back and forth motion during the game resembling the shuttle of a 14th century loom while the cock what? part of the name is derived from the, the resemblance cock? Of the feathers to those on a rooster. Oh, you're tricking me. You just want me to Google image shirts, search shuttlecock. Oh, okay. It's just like Battenton. Everyone, it's safe to Google shuttlecock. It, they're similar to birdies. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the uh, same. Nice. Did you yeah. ever play tennis? Uh, Mario tennis. I'm pretty good Ooh. at. Yeah. For, especially since the Wii has the N64 like uh, game remaster or whatever. But yeah. Um, not not so much. I know Davey actually plays uh, in the summertime. He's got a racket. He goes and plays with one of his friends sometimes. But he seems in, like a tennis player, like a yeah. hobbyist tennis player. Yeah, yeah. He's he used to be into it as a kid. I think uh, I remember him saying a bunch. Um, we we walked by his his tennis school actually uh, near his house in London. Um, but yeah, he he loves tennis. I've, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not looking. I'm a podcaster's body type here. I, I used to like playing. Actually, I was just digging some stuff out of my mom's storage, and uh, I used to play soccer. I was pretty good defense goalie. You know, I'm I'm I could be big and stoic. Not really, but uh, I was all right at that. But I used to play baseball, and my my whole dad side of my family are really into that. I don't mm. really watch it and keep up with it, but when I go that like to watch it, like go to a Jays game or whatever live, I can get into it. But watching at home, not so much, unless it's like playoff baseball and stuff. But oh, yeah, I'm, I'm bandwagon, so the Orioles are yeah. first place and very exciting, which is right. why I'm paying a lot of attention. Um, 
uh, I never got into soccer or baseball. I played that as a very young kid, but I was decent at wrestling. I did football in seventh grade and that was kind of interesting, but, um, but I, I get, as I was a kid, I just, I did not like the commitment to the the teams or the seasons. Like I, I always right. liked basketball. I was kind of decent at it, but I really had no interest in playing it, um, like committing to anything. Uh, and also I think I realized as a kid, I gravitated more toward tennis and wrestling because I think like amateur wrestling, I, I think I preferred not being on a team. Sure. You like being your own. Just kind of like I prefer being my own boss in the world. Um, right. Yeah. I like, I like managing teams of people, but following others leadership or I don't know, like if we, if we fail, I want it to be on me and not because like a bunch of other people on my team, uh, drop the ball figuratively. But then you, you can just easily blame them. Be like, ah, it's their fault. Well, what I learned about <laughs> Ring of Honor was a lot of people we there, there we go, uh, uh, didn't want to be on the hook. So for instance, if, if like I would be responsible for say a, um, a commercial and, and I would sit with an editor, let's say who was kind of the tippy tier of the production team hierarchy and oftentimes that director did not want to make certain judgment calls he would rather me do it because if people above us in the company or the fans shit all over it he didn't want to be responsible i never had an issue with uh with getting my neck slit in that sense uh to me i actually preferred to be the one to to either uh, be blamed or to take credit, quite frankly. You like being the star. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, look, I mean, this is very <laughs> fucking egocentric to set up a microphone and to air <laughs> myself and to publish it in the world. So, yeah, man, I've grown up performing on stages my whole life. So yeah. why stop? Yeah, I've been more into that than uh, than sports as I got older, but I could definitely... I definitely still watch it from from time to time, and and uh, like UFC, I can always easily get back into. Like, if my my younger brother started training in like Muay Thai and all this stuff, and he's super into UFC right now. So, so something I can like easily pick up and bond with him is is watching that and getting back into it, and definitely get into like boxing and stuff. But I'm just not a fan of where boxing is right now with like shit looking faker than wrestling with the them logan pauls and your jake pauls and stuff but yeah and the summer's ending which means i'm canadian so when the leafs start up it's easy something to shit on easily because mm. i don't know if you know the whole Leafs suck thing but uh it's a thing over here so yeah, yeah well sorry yeah. to hear that yeah uh, i grew up with boxing through my dad i'd watch the major pay-per-views uh like uh tyson fighting holyfield's ear i i watched that live wow. as a young child uh, my brother is into MMA the way that I'm into pro wrestling, but I'm very fair weather with MMA. I can get into it. I can appreciate it, yeah. but I'm really only paying attention if it's, you know, the, the John Jones or the Conor McGregor, just like as fair weather, I think as it gets with that stuff. 
Oh, yeah. that's an Ultimate Warrior cup. I was taking a out sip of? out of an Ultimate Warrior cup. Yeah, is that wrong? Is he? It's no. Did I ever tell you when I met him? I actually spent the an afternoon with him. An I afternoon. spent an afternoon with him. So my uncle, one of my uncles, he was director of marketing at the Delaware Racetrack. And then after that, he became, he got a similar role at the Philadelphia Racetrack. But in Delaware, this would have been like 92 or 91. Okay, so he's, he, he's, he's big at the time then. He cut a deal with WWF. They brought him up to Madison Square Garden, put him in a box and uh, essentially like tried to um, convince him uh, to do business with them. And my uncle was the first, he, he was actually very innovative in the racetrack industry, but he started bringing WWF superstars to the racetracks to do meet and greets. And the first one was the ultimate warrior. And uh, he apparently was uh snorting coke in my uncle's uh bathroom yeah, and then was. proceeded to put me on his shoulders and he like he was like parading around like the offices with me on his shoulders <laughs> like honestly one of my first memories as like a five-year-old it was amazing <laughs> and i, I have a picture jacked up warrior just like ah, walking around it's like i'm picturing like how macho would hold up elizabeth on his shoulders <laughs> It was amazing. Uh, well, I, I, it wasn't both legs weren't draped over one shoulder. I was like fully straddled around his thick ass neck. I'll send you Hilarious. the picture. Maybe we could use that as a cover image for this episode. <laughs> um, and then then he did it um, not long after. And unfortunately, my mom wasn't able to take us to, to Delaware, but he had Razor Ramon and Tatanka. So I still oh. have personalized signed eight by tens from that. And then nice. in Philadelphia, this is now like 98. So I'm a teenager and literally got to spend a good three to four hours with Sable and Mark Merrow. And thinking hey. back, I actually had a conversation a few years ago with my uncle of like, how did we actually do this? But they allowed us, I guess, because my uncle suggested it as they sat and signed autographs for a few hours, myself and my brother and my friend actually sat with them at the table. So if you can imagine this, you're going to a meet and greet uh, to meet with and get signed eight by tens by Mark Merrow and Sable. And there's three like 11 to 13 year olds just sitting with them. Like that would be weird, <laughs> right? That would be weird. But yet that's what we did. And the two of them could not have been nicer chatted with us the whole nice. time like making sure that we were comfortable and happy the whole time right uh and then the next day we got to go backstage at a philadelphia house show it's the only time i went backstage at a wwf event and we got a private meet and greet with uh mick foley and ken shamrock both who were just as Damn. nice and accommodating yeah it was, that was a you great meeting wrestlers as a kid yeah man wow. yeah that, that was awesome we got to see like Undertaker backstage and the headbangers and Takamichi Noku and yeah, that was a that was a fun weekend. Wow, look at you, Attitude Era times and before that with Warrior. Holy shit! I just yeah. I can just picture Warrior like I got to do this event with kids at a racetrack. Better gear up. The, yeah. the inner powers that be will drag me. Now we know that why he does that noise. It's that Ultimate Warrior drip. 
This is true. This is true. Yeah, he did have that. Yeah, that was very uh, nasally, whatever he would do. What a yeah, weird, yeah. what a weird pro wrestler. The the rest the WrestleMania six promo where he talks about how he's gonna bust down the cockpit door and kill Hulk Hogan's plane or something like that. It's very funny. Were you up. very you, great? If you were alive, then you would have been like an infant, right? Yeah, I, I did not go to that show. I didn't go to any mania. I didn't go to Mania 18 in Toronto either, sadly. Ter- so. Were you born in, in the Toronto area? Yeah, I'm born in Ajax, Ontario, about like huh. 30 minute to an hour drive outside, but then moved to like North York, Scarborough when I was like four or five, and then been li- living all around the, the boroughs, traveling. And when people see me now, I'm noticing this was such a thing to show. I don't care if you love or hate Drake, but people worldwide love this guy because everyone was like, oh, where are you from? I go, Toronto. And they go, hey, why is it called the six? You know how many times I got that question? And the answer, actually, if for anyone who wants to know, is because there was uh, six boroughs that made up the like city of Toronto and uh, there were as if as there is yeah. not anymore. So then they took them all and like went, nah, they're all considered Toronto now too. So like the city just kind of got like bigger and expanded. So uh, yeah. So that, and, and our phone numbers are four, one, six or six, four, seven. So, I mean, like, I don't know the six, just, I guess that's how he, they came up with that name and the whole thing. But uh, I got asked that uh, uh, quite a lot, but yeah, I was born like outside Toronto, but now I obviously live downtown Toronto. So uh city boy through and through, but I do visit my family sometimes that I got family up in Whitby. You won't know what that is. All these cities uh, are, are in towns are just named after American or British cities and towns. We just steal names like that. I'm sure it's like that in the States. Mm. you I guess Drake would be Canada's most um, perhaps well-known living celebrity. I I would assume like Justin Bieber too, baby. He's outside of Toronto, Stratford, Ontario. But Drake, The Weeknd, Justin Bieber, we got a few like... Those are heavy hitters. We got a few. CanCon has been been great. The Canadian content has been top notch for uh, for us. I mean back then we we had bare naked ladies and Shania mm. Twain. We you know what? No, Canada and Celine, get the fuck out of here. Canada Yeah, like, look at that. Yeah. Canada kicks fucking ass when it comes to to music. I mean all countries really do if you if you look down at it. There there's definitely some gems from all parts of the world, but Canada but most, definitely swings. But most don't don't get break as big. through in the states. Yeah, that's the thing. Breaking through in the States was always a, a real hard thing for Canadian acts. And I think with the world of streaming YouTube and internet and stuff, like that's just not really a thing anymore. You can, if you can break out, you can break out pretty much a- anywhere because you, you anywhere for anyone can listen to your music from any part of the world, which is pretty interesting. Just like podcasts. Sometimes I, I, t- I take a look at, you know, what our podcast gets downloads and listens and shout out obviously our Canadian American and uh, UK listeners. That's our, our top listeners. But sometimes there's like a few in Jamaica, a few in, you know, some odd countries that I didn't even know exist. Sometimes it's crazy. Right. With the, the chocolate croissants podcast, which I did on and off from 2017 to 2020, maybe into 2021, we used Podbean as a yeah. publisher. So I was able to track, we had at least one download in over 
160 countries, which blew my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy because certain artists, though, kind of going back, like break and become like really huge worldwide kind of phenomenons that like your Michael Jackson's. And I'd say Drake and Bieber are definitely up there when it comes to like being famous because it's just everywhere else you would hear that or people would be asking me about it. So I'm like, oh, they're just everyone wants to know about those people. So they must be like popular over there. When you're traveling abroad and people find out that you're just from Canada more generally, do those people also ask about the original Our Lady Peace drummer? <laughs> uh, Jeremy Ta- Tavin? Tavert? Jeremy Tavert. Taven, I think. No, it's Tavert. I worked with him. Oh, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Jeremy no, sounds familiar. Yeah. No, the, not he, too many people ask about uh, Our Lady Peace. Uh, they ask about... They ask about Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, that, that was a, certainly a fascination I had. And the, I used to go to Florida Panthers, or I still go to Florida Panthers games, uh, NHL team in South Florida. And years ago, they had like a coffee stand kiosk that was branded as Tim Hortons. And they stopped doing that maybe six, seven years ago. The only legitimate Tim Hortons I still have ever been to was the morning uh, in Buffalo prior to meeting you for the first time. Wow. Cause there was a Timmy's there. Yeah. It was pe- people. I noticed Dunkin' Donuts is a thing when I travel. I mean, traveling again, I always learn this now is if I tell, if I show people I'm Canadian, if I wear a Raptors Jersey, a Blue Jays Jersey, a hat, anything that says I'm not American, I'm Canadian. People like love that and treat me a bit better than they than they would if I were to be uh, American. And well, it makes it, you more exotic to us. Yeah, yeah. I'm cooler. I'm nicer. We're known for saying sorry and saying please, and I don't know. We're kind of simple, simple folk here. Toronto's not like that at all, though. Toronto's I, like you can hear the madness. Toronto's just chaotic and very American and and really cool. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, How have you always felt about the depiction of Canadians in South Park? (laughs) Pretty, pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Blame Canada. Banger. It's classic. Uh, It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, I'm trying to think of other shows that have back in the day when you'd watch stuff, they'd be like, oh, up in Canada eh, with their igloos. I'm like, I've never fucking seen an igloo. I live in a city like, I don't know. Uh, South Park's done it pretty good. Uh, I feel like if someone would be near an igloo, it would have to be Eric Marcotte. Yeah, he is. He's like uh, Sudbury. Yeah, definitely. Sudbury, Ontario is like five hours from Toronto up north. And there's like hills and mountains. And I go, I've been on like camping festivals and stuff in the wilderness. I said that there's bears and rattlesnakes and stuff. And don't I don't want to live kind of near that. Uh, too much but well there's bears and rattlesnakes not far from where i live but like how far uh i think uh, like less than 30 minutes it's that's that's more rare but like it's where i live in baltimore geographically and also from a climate perspective it is super diverse so i live in a pretty populated i'd argue um not world class by definition but you know definitely in 
in, up there, like, you know, the, the world-class sports teams and stuff like that. And so very much an urban environment, but uh, within literal minutes, I can be in a very wooded uh, or foresty oh. area within uh, a, a relatively short drive. Uh, you're on the bay with beaches or within three hours or less, you're on beaches, you know, with the Atlantic ocean and we get all four seasons pretty fully. It's this week, it's a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And, uh, we also get blizzards in the winter. So I, I like that about where I live that you kind of have access to all the, or, or many different types of, uh, environments throughout the year. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. Like I've I've never visited down to your area, your neck of the woods, but having like we have Lake Ontario and it's not anything pretty to it's it's pretty to look at to be fair, but it's not pretty to swim in and it seems like that in major cities the, the big bodies of water you got to go a little outside. I just like do I just eventually retire or move to a a beach town and just work in a hut like what, what's a good job i could work at a, in a beach town that that's a, that's what i think about constantly i just want to live somewhere where it's warm all the time you'd be bothered I, you're actually i think well suited for that because of your personality so i think some sort of like tourism customer yeah, service right? type of role yeah help me find a job jordan i know that's uh I've I've been going ever since uh, this coming back from like a big vacation and ending the summer. I'm like, man, do I need to kind of make changes? I'm not talking about anything revolving podcasting. I would definitely keep this show going. Is it you get that thing like in your stomach of like, oh, this was awesome. This is what my life has been the past week or so. And now I'm returning back to the quote unquote normal. And there's something about that normal that you're not liking or getting excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, uh, oh, Davey's home now. (laughs) Back from his travels. Uh, Yeah. It's definitely interesting. And something I was like, oh, this is life now again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's something I've always paid attention to and which is why I've tried to be very intentional about career related stuff because that ends up becoming in some ways the majority of our lives. And um, I I feel like, yeah, over time I've felt less of that as I'm more and more aligned with not only doing stuff that feels better, but just as importantly, doing it in ways in which I feel like I can show up and be myself. So like, I really like doing psychotherapy, but if I was a full-time employee to a psychotherapy practice, I would not, that would feel suffocating for me. So I know for me being more independent in how I do that type of work is just as important as choosing work that feels better to me. Yeah, that's kind of like I, I came back and I'm like, all right, well, maybe I look at I don't know, other things. But yeah, maybe I'll work at a, maybe I'll be a barista. I can't make people coffee. I could barely make my own coffee. But <laughs> yeah, oh, I got I got I very good coffee this morning. We have a great cafe in my neighborhood called Good Neighbor. Nice? In fact, you know, it was oh, cool. We have, the- we have a few that we actually have one here, maybe like two of them here, actually. Good Neighbor. When I 
first moved into this row home a few years ago, my first morning here, I walked to the cafe and I was wearing my Ring of Honor hoodie because I used to be employed by Ring of Honor Wrestling Incorporated. Oh, wow. And the barista like actually was, oh, shit, that, that's a great hoodie. I'm a huge fan of Ring of Honor. And that, it, that felt so great because a big part of me living in a city in a neighborhood like this is to have those types of relationships with someone like a barista that I can go out into the world and kind of feel a part of community. I love that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I feel like, uh, I don't do that enough because then I'm spending a lot of money on coffee. <laughs> I don't, I don't spend $5 on coffee as like a daily habit. Right. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make my um, own. I, I used to, but yeah. that's when I was making that ring of honor money. Baby. <laughs> uh, Davey, Davey, there, there's Davey. Is he just going to ignore me? Oh, well, he can't hear you. Oh, I, I, yeah. I tried calling him on his birthday and he just ignored that. Oh, okay. Uh, Jordan says happy birthday. Oh, thanks, Jordan. <laughs> he says thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Ask if I can he says borrow you too. $20. Uh, no, you, I'm going to say no, you cannot borrow $20. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to Disney World next week. Didn't you just go? I did. What's wrong with you? Yeah, man. <laughs> Wait, which yeah, man. one? This is in Florida then. Yes, in Orlando. So we're staying uh, at a resort on property and we will be doing Hollywood Studios again and then Magic Kingdom. And then we're going back to do both Ridiculous. Universal Parks, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure in, Ridiculous. in one day. That's yeah. where you just went like a few months ago. We went in February. February. Okay. So that was a while ago, I guess. Yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. That sounds pretty fun. I, I do enjoy Disney. We've definitely talked about before all the the rides and stuff. Me and Davey did a review of uh, Jaws a few for Shark Week in July. And uh, we, that we ride talked, is no longer there. Yeah. We talked it a lot and went into the history of the ride and all that stuff. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. I've fun, seen yeah. like. 45 minute uh like mini documentaries on youtube about that ride that i've been on that ride i had been on it at least a half dozen times that was a i mean i understood why they got rid of it because they needed that specific land to to do the harry potter area but sure it's a shame because that ride was really cool even though it was 30 years old yeah it was the goat it was great something i remember going to universal studios a few times as a kid but then also remember going to Margaritaville. Yes. Because <laughs> it's right outside yes. Universal Studios. So R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. R.I.P. Uh, he I was supposed to see him. He had it was never announced publicly, but at the, the concert venue I, I frequent, he had two dates in August on the books and then I think was hospitalized um in June wow. or July. So, so they never announced those dates, but I did get to see him last summer for the one and only time it was, I was still dealing with the long COVID. So I only watched four songs and then I was uh, like, let's get the fuck. And I, I, I wasn't really into it to be honest, but it, you're not I'm, a dad. I think it's too like a little old for us, but I, I would appreciate my dad would always want to go to that spot. And he would, I had Margaritaville drumsticks. So then as beautiful. I got old, as I got older, uh, Basically, I, I was like, why do I have these? And then I was like, oh, they're 
my dad probably overpaid a shit ton at that restaurant. Are the restaurants still going to run? Like, I'm sure. Of course. Those will, of those will be even so more are, popular like, now. And there's hotels. They're actually opening one in Ocean City, Maryland. It's uh, Margaritaville Hotel? Yeah. Oh, and shit. They, okay. There's, there's also like a, a Margaritaville uh, retirement community in Florida. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty funny because yeah, all his I, music is like that. Dude was brilliant. I mean, yeah. he really captured a culture and a sense of like aesthetic and identity that uh, this this kind of like um, uh, like a beach type escapism that that captured the imagination of a ton of people to the point where it's become a legitimate lifestyle. Yeah, Florida man. It's he basically brilliant. is the Florida. I mean, yeah, it's 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 cool. I have had their margaritas, and uh, I remember it being very large and very good. So probably I've never been like thirty dollars for it, but you know, <laughs> there's one at at City Walk um, at Universal Resort. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. will at a minimum. I'm gonna to. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in that big oversized beach chair that's outside oh, of the that restaurant. Sounds great. And take a oh picture. yeah, like we 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 love talking about. Theme parks and, and restaurants. And theme on, restaurants, on man. It's the best. And, and I know you love rainforest, but it definitely is up there with like tacky restaurants that you have to visit at least once in your life. And oh, yeah. Margaritaville is, is on that list. So I will definitely, be walking. There, there's one in Niagara Falls, but I don't know if I can make the trip uh, anytime soon. But the next time I do, it'll be, it'll be one margarita for Jimmy Buffett. We may have talked about this, but the Rainforest Cafe... Uh, on the Canadian side of the falls, yeah. I believe is the only rainforest cafe that is independently owned. And apparently it is in way better condition with way better food than most of the other rainforest cafes. Oh, we got to go, dude. Yeah. Have Scrucy. you seen the videos of, of these two guys? You're probably yeah. familiar with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you've seen the, the, the recent Margaritavilles where they, they traveled no. and visited every... Yeah, they did the same thing as they did last year with Rainforest Cafe. They there's spent a handful a, of weeks. There's got to be a lot more Margaritavilles still alive. I don't, they're still booming, no? I don't think a lot more, but there are more because so many Rainforest Cafes have closed over the past 20 years. I'm trying to think of other, like we used to have Planet Hollywood here yeah, in, we, in Toronto. And uh, it was kind of like, it's cool, but the food is always like pretty garbage at these places, right? Even Hard Rock. Well, Worldwide. who the fuck goes for the food? Uh, yeah, exactly. Planet Hollywood. See, I was never as into uh, like filmography and stuff right, like right, that. Right. I grew up going to the ones in DC and uh, Manhattan, and then we briefly got one at Inner Harbor in Baltimore, Planet Hollywood, that I visited once. But we actually still have a Hard Rock Cafe in okay. Baltimore. I, I haven't eaten in there in over twenty years, and uh, but I don't know who does, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and you go for the, like, to see the cool shit and the collections and collectibles that they have. But like the last one I ate at there in South Florida on an uh, in Indian reservation. So you're able to gamble as an 18 year old is one of those hard rock uh, resorts with the hotel and casino and a music venue and, and other things. And that's the last time I ate at one and they had a straight jacket that was worn by the singer of disturbed. <laughs> that was the, the, Th that's the Holy one grail piece of to you. memorabilia. Yeah. Yes. That, and I actually, I went to disturbs 
if it wasn't their first tour, it was their first time touring through the Baltimore area. And I remember clearly the open of that set was him being carted out in a straight jacket right, and placed right. into a, um, I feel like I've shared this story with you before, but you just he, really he, love disturbed. It's cool, man. I get it. They sat him in, in an electric chair and then they, they had the noises going off and the strobe lights going. And then I guess that's what made him disturbed or cured <laughs> uh, his disturbed nature, which then allowed him to uh, perform the songs of disturbed. Well, I know that Jimmy Buffett died. Uh, the Disturbed Singer, he's okay right now, right? He's, he's oh, he's, he's great. He's yeah. he's a Jew too, by the way. Oh, fuck yeah! Shout out Jews. Um, yeah. the, the Smash Mouth guy died too. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, Jimmy Buffett had Margaritaville, I, a Smash Mouth really needs All Stars as a pub or something like that. Ooh, uh, ooh Steve, or Smash Burger. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Uh, Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth. Uh, the years keep coming and they don't stop coming. Was sad, sad, sad. not yeah. true. Uh, but yeah, R.I.P. Uh, pretty young, actually. I think it was like fifty-six or something. So like that's yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't think he was with the band as of recently. But no, he had such a, a we- <laughs> very <laughs> like the- public meltdown. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, but yeah, I mean, some of those songs are just like you you still hear them today i go to karaoke someone will guarantee that sing all-star at karaoke like every night in this world all the time uh shrek i've been to that shrek rave in fact there's another one coming and now they're like dedicating it to like this guy because they play a lot of smash mouth at those things i believe they can no longer uh brand them as shrek raves i think they're now like shrek inspired something as a way to get get around it i know i know there may be multiple but i know one of the guys that travels as the dj specifically for those parties oh my god tell him to link us up because we we had a fantastic time at the last one in toronto and about every like they had different djs and they they had like shrek cosplay and everyone's dressed up as characters and then uh, they had like a Shrek drag show on stage while DJs were swapping in and out. And like, it was crazy, but like, there were so many drops of Shrek lines and all star and I'm a believer and just other smash mouth, other nineties, two thousands, like, you know, all that shit mixed into like a rave, which was like super smart. And I know there's other ones like SpongeBob and stuff, but mm. we, we were looking to go to the Shrek one again, because, because it was just so much fun. And ev- everyone in Toronto for like weeks after was like, did you go to the Shrek rave? It's so such a stupid thing, but I know, brilliant. That, I know that there's going to be like dedications to the smash mouth singer, but the, the song is really in mystery, man. With Ben Stiller, the music video is that's, that's where Interesting. the song is from first, but they just, I still have like, yet. I, 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 I may have shared this with you. I, Mystery Men was one of the few movies I walked out on. I wow. paid the ticket and walked out on it. I still have yet to see any Shrek movie. When I think of Smash Mouth All-Star, I think of being at summer tennis camp right when that song started playing on radio. And at that time, this was probably late middle school or early high school, I was really starting to pay attention to music in a different way, more from like a business perspective. And I remember that being one of those songs where I heard it for the first time. And I was like, oh, 
that's what like a one listen, uh, pardon the pun, smash is. It's like you only have to hear it once to get the punchline or to, to, to just it, it, some other, you know, I, I love a band like um, Radiohead is the Radiohead is the first that Are you comes comparing to mind. Radiohead to Smash Mouth? <laughs> no, no. Well, I'm comparing them because they're very different in that, especially Radiohead uh, in the past many years, they put out music that uh, you don't listen to it once and just wrap your your arms around it it takes it reveals itself over time and and the patience pays off uh if you invest in in some of their music right all-star you just have to hear it once to get it (laughs) and and i remember being like oh this is going to be like a big thing and and inevitably it 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 became a a smash hit for smash Smash hit from smash mouth never got into the band though like i never saw them in concert when i'm sure i had many many i wish i had like ironically now but yeah yeah it just it 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 felt like walking on the sun when that came out walking on the sun's a tune yeah it was all right like i i was like this is cool i never cared enough to buy the cd but i i I appreciated it i could be i could be wrong but like i remember it's not my first cd but I remember getting Astro Lounge, which has All Star, like when it when it would just came out, and I I went and got it, and I remember being like, oh yeah, but I was probably like seven or eight or whenever that came out, maybe ten. But yeah, rest I'm looking up to the, the second single from that first album. Can't get um, enough of you, baby. They did. Why can't we be friends? Cover. They did. I'm a believer, obviously for for Shrek which is a monkey's cover. So like that was huge. That's that version is still played in like everywhere as well. So maybe it, maybe it was, um, they had pizza hut commercials. They had, dude, dude, this album, this first album track 14 is called sorry about your penis. Ah, that sounds great. It does. I know what I'll be listening to. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. I'm going to play that later. Actually burn one too. Sorry about your penis by smash mouth. Uh, uh, I'm speaking of, of music. I'm seeing, uh, uh, this Thursday, I actually bought tickets and, and I like third row center. Like I, and it's the show I've been most looking forward to all year. Uh, Arctic monkeys. I am oh, nice. so excited. So excited. They just played Arctic here. Monkeys. We had some friends who went, they said it was a good time. Great. I'm very much looking forward. I'm also going to see, uh, the Beck and Phoenix tour on ah. Sunday. They were just here too, but uh, I was I was out of town for it. I, I have seen Phoenix live, and they, they are awesome. I love uh, Phoenix. Too young by Phoenix, one of my favorite tunes, like all time. So uh, good. I don't. I, I I might know it. I'll have to check it. I've Lost seen Phoenix. translation soundtrack, baby. I've only seen Phoenix once, maybe twenty eleven or twelve. At it was Bonu. around. Yeah, I've seen them at a festival, uh, just maybe a few years after that. But I I bought tickets for something. It's for tomorrow, but I bought them today. Mm. because my friend's like oh i'm going to i'm going to the show tomorrow it's my birthday friday but i'm celebrating wednesday we're going to rob zombie and alice cooper i'm like yo let me see how how much those tickets are and it was like 40 bucks i'm like okay i'm joining you lawn ticket let's go so i last saw rob zombie months before covid in 2019 head a co-headline with marilyn manson i'd never seen manson i'd seen rob zombie okay i'd seen zombie uh Maybe like Ozfest 
2000. Oh, sick. And then I, I saw him open for corn within a, a year or two of that and right. loved Rob Zombie Live. The, the stage production is super fun. You'll right. enjoy it. Um, I had never seen Marilyn Manson and I wanted to. And it was the opening night of the tour. I bought tickets on StubHub like an hour before for like 35 bucks. Marilyn Manson was awful. Was terrible. Really? And I don't know if it was, it was the first night of the tour and they just like didn't get tight at that point or yeah. he was just uh, obliterated. Um, I don't know, but what a letdown. Um, and then with obviously like multiple allegations that came out in the following years, uh, like well, fuck that dude. But Rob Zombie super fun yeah seems like a super decent guy and like i think you'll have a great time alice cooper i could care less about but rob zombie be great yeah so i was supposed to i had tickets to that same tour and they were playing on my birthday i've definitely told the story a million times on shows but we got there and everyone was leaving and apparently allegedly manson did a line of fentanyl almost died so they canceled the show they said you'll get a full refund if you leave but if you stay like zombie's still gonna play and a few of my friends were like, ah, we could like get a refund and like take you out and just get more drunk. And I, I kind of wanted to stay, but everyone else didn't. And I was like, ah, even though it's my birthday, like I'll, I'll see them again. But now I'm getting, to, I, I like, I like some of Al, I used to love uh, Alice Cooper, Days and Confused soundtrack and all that. So, but it's also with Ministry and Filter, which I'm like, wow, those are some older bands that I haven't heard of in ages as yeah. well. But. I'm definitely hyped for Zombie because uh, I love a lot of his tunes. Those are those go way back for me too. So I'm gonna have a good time and rock out. I think it's the last concert of the summer for me, possibly. Okay. Guns and Roses were just here, right across the street from us at the Sky Dome, and I was like looking at tickets the day of. I'm like, do I spend this to just sit and watch? And I'm like, I'm sure it was good, but you know, it's not the same as seeing them. Kind of. I never got into in the- Guns and Roses, and I saw Filter once at at a stadium like radio rock festival i remember okay. enjoying it this that was nice. probably okay that was like like you know when when take your picture uh, that take that your album. picture yeah i don't know how the, i yeah. love that song but i don't know how that fits in with the uh oh, rob zombie crowd i'll so. actually i'm i'll be curious if if uh he does if that they song. play that but i, I yeah. remember at the time being like uh, like sharing with my brother, like yeah, man, like hey, man, nice shot. We got hey, man, nice shot is what I want to like, see. We we need to be in the pit for that. That was like one of those songs that like good, yeah, I think good good energy. I I can't I love that song, so I kind of want to see that now. So I'm like, do I go early? So uh, I might have to do that. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, I didn't realize the singer of that band I think was in Nine Inch Nails. Like not Trent, obviously, but was like in the uh, no a filter. The the Patrick's maybe his name. I'm gonna look this up. Well, he probably was a touring artist with with Trent then. I think like maybe or he studio? was because Rich Richard Richard Patrick. Nice. Okay. Is uh is his name? I'm on his Wikipedia now. Uh, he uh, touring guitarist for Nine Inch. Nails. I was gonna say yeah, because because Trent makes all his music and then gets people to play it for him live and stuff which made sense because i always kind of looked at filter as like nine inch nails light like around that time in the mid 90s you had these bands that felt very derivative of nine inch nails like stabbing westward uh if you remember them there's a lot of bands that are kind of similar 
Gravity Kills, remember them? Their their yeah, one song familiar. was in that that MTV drumscape like arcade thing. I used yeah. to, I remember I, I played that like ten years ago and and tagged them Instagram or, or Twitter and and the band actually reshared that. I remember. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stabbing Westward, they're coming to a local club near me. I, I'm, I'm not going to go to that. But there's a there's a <laughs> lot of shows I still got coming up. Oh um, yeah. So so you said like this will be your last show of the summer, but the fall is also, at least where I live, a lot goes on up until November, like September, October. We, is- yeah, we still have big shows coming, including like our indoor venue, but the Budweiser stage is kind of the outside one. Like that'll yeah. definitely be done in, in within the month. Uh, and our, so. our equivalent to the, that goes until like early to mid-October. Yeah, so we have a few venues that are like outdoors and that will obviously like cease to exist. But then like Toronto does have like crazy uh depending on what people like, like stuff like uh warehouse parties and concert venues and indoor stuff and it's there's there's always stuff going on. Like, and big artists come here and fill like the ACC or the dome and stuff too. So the city gets like when Guns play Guns and Roses played the other night, the city was going mental and uh I'm sure like Taylor Swift in the next year or so is playing six nights in a row. It's going to be absolutely nuts in the in the city. Speaking yeah. of those parties, like the Shrek rave, are you seeing a lot of Barbie themed? Oh, parties? I'd be surprised if there wasn't a Barbie rave there's, uh, from the same. There's people. many around here. Yeah. Cause there's Barbie, like Barbie nights. Like, so there's, there's, there's a lot of, bars and clubs or whatever do like themed nights and they'll do like diva night so it plays like you know beyonce and gaga or whatever or they'll do like emo nights obviously but they'll be like themed things and i'm sure barbie has i've not really like been out out since coming back uh this week but i'm sure that's a thing that's gonna be pushed even more and i mean why not uh have people wear pink i'll just go out and wear my hitman jersey and there you go uh, Bret Hart and I'll be I'll be fine I'll fit right in but yeah uh, I'm sure that is is taking over but it's it's September which meaning spooky season is not far mm. so I'm I'm excited for that that's when I party the most I'm pretty I'm pretty tame I like to go to a bar sit down do some karaoke once in a while not too too crazy but October is definitely when I let my um, freak flag fr- fly fry because uh there's always like the craziest Halloween parties and I love like halloween everything so october is same definitely it. i i had plans to go at the maryland science center these people i know throw this massive halloween party the the friday before halloween always sells out and it's not a cheap ticket and there's yeah. maybe six different rooms including the planetarium of live bands and djs my plan was to go last year for the first time i ended up in the er with the long COVID symptoms Ooh. but uh, I just asked and, and, uh, I was told that, yes, I, I, I can come and I'm very excited. A really talented, uh, talking heads cover band is playing nice. uh, a DJ and musician that I really respect. He's doing a headlining set and with, with a similar, it's like uh, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Missy Elliott is on the poster. So it's like a tribute to, to female pop artists, which I'm not as into, but, uh, friends of mine are doing like a VIP set for people that have early entry and they're doing a David Bowie tribute set. So it sounds like an amazing, like just 
a couple thousand people in costume, live music, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, uh, what what's what's fossils? I guess the, I don't like. Is it a museum? Science center? Like it's the science center. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like there's all this stuff, and then there's the planetarium, and right, right. It just you know a glass like big ass glass walls overlooking the the inner harbor. It sounds fantastic. I'm I'm very excited for that. And uh, wow. And Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, where SmackDown just was last week. This is their second year of actually doing legitimate haunted attractions similar to uh, what they do down in Universal Studios. So I'm, I think I'm going to do that as a birthday gathering okay. uh, next month as well. Uh, have you ever been to Burning Man? No, and I'm certainly glad I'm not there right now. Yeah, I keep seeing this everywhere, and I've, it's something I've always wanted to like. Oh, it looks like a giant party in the desert, right? And then now I'm seeing like the the what is it mudslides and storms that have like caused people to be stuck there for days. Uh, yeah, I think now? it's just too much rain, uh, which has caused the flooding or making it difficult for vehicles to get in and out. Burning Man was never attractive to me, because if I'm going to do something like that, I would want a key focus of the event to be live music. Yeah. So exactly. What exactly is it? Cause it's just like a giant, like rave where people dress up like it's post-apocalyptic world in the desert and do drugs and fuck and dance. And I guess I know a, a handful of friends that have done it and really enjoyed it, but I've never really cared to, to find out too much information. It just never felt like something I was interested in traveling, you know, across the country to experience. Like you see, I, I knew of some people that have done it as well. And, um, and they always say, it's like, Oh, it's cause it's like art and there's like self-expression. And uh, he always, they always said, also, they always said like, you're just doing a shit ton of drugs and like all that stuff. So, I mean, okay. Like I, it doesn't well, seem not, like ev- not everyone has. To yeah, of drugs. course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, but now this like whole story of, people getting stuck. I think like a few people even possibly died trying to get out of this, but it looks like people now have, have finally gotten home, but there was videos like some c- celebrities go there often. And like Chris Rock got stuck and these people like drove him and a few other people out of there. Cause they're like, Hey, you're famous. I'll, we'll help you out. <laughs> got them out. Uh, but yeah, party time. Speaking of traveling, uh, I know you already have definitive plans for Philadelphia next April. I'm pretty sure I'm going too. Oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not taking a, a a airplane anytime soon again because on my plane back this week just had a bunch of screaming fucking babies and kids and I've decided like I don't like kids but I've decided I you know what I hate even more than little kids is little kids parents who are terrible parents I've decided that's the real root of the problem it's like fucking baby was pissing people off more than it than I was. I wasn't the one complaining to the stewardess and other people or saying things out loud. That was other people on the flight. However, like the parents just go, eh, don't care. Don't care if my kid is just sounds like they're fucking dying, screaming bloody murder, or the other six kids are like playing and throwing garbage in the flight. Like just kids are terrible human beings. And it's the parents, the terrible parenting that 
are letting kids getting away do do like i'm not a kid i'm not i'm joking around semi here but like is it because kids can get away with things now because kids aren't getting smacked like they used to is that what's going on because like kids kids at any age are just getting away with like the stupidest shit these days and i blame the parents because the parents don't know what they're doing either but perhaps part of it is what's what's acceptable or at least how people behave in public i'm talking about adults i feel like their public behavior has also gotten more out of line or questionable or immature i don't know i will say i will say similar to what you're describing but i didn't want i I don't have a child i don't know I, i feel like it would be horrifying and embarrassing if i had a baby that felt a bit uncontrollable screaming and crying on a plane, I would feel awful about it. So I, I, but as a passenger, yeah, that sucks. It's like very annoying. And and I, I, yeah, no, go for it. I learned as a therapist, I, my internships were in schools, first in elementary school and then in middle school. So I have a year and a half of experience engaging in therapy with children And one of the many reasons why I don't do that anymore is because I realized that oftentimes it's not the kid, it's the parent. And when I've tried to engage with the parents in the process, it becomes abundantly clear. It almost feels like, well, no matter what we do in this work, like they're not. And and part of me then feels bad. And it's like, well, then the kid even more so could find value in these sessions, but it's like, I don't want to fucking deal with the parents. So I just don't work with minors anymore. That's fair enough. Like I, I know I could buy, you know, really even more expensive first class tickets to be away from kids and stuff. But like, just like, fuck I say kid, if you're riding with kids, there should be a section for that, but they just want you to pay more money to sit in the, in the first class. So you're not with kids. And I totally get that. But like, Oh, maybe you can get some of your poison Rana listeners to chip (laughs) in. I mean, you got until April, you got a lot of time to get a first class ticket. I think, I think actually our buddy, one of our buddies is driving us possibly. Oh, wow. Who? Yeah. uh, Our friend Shane. Okay. So uh, yeah, he's one of you. Ooh. Oh, well, even better. Right? Early, early Shalom Shabbat. I suppose. Uh, hey, Shalom Shabbat. I did something for your people, by the way. Uh, Davey was, tell. A, was a brilliant tour guide in Berlin and took uh-huh. me and my girlfriend all around the great spots during the day and saw so much crazy history and then went out and partied. And you want to hear more of that? Check out our Behind the BDE coming out this week. But uh, Davey took us to where Hitler's like bunker where he died, they like caved it in and they didn't want to make it like a big thing because it's fucking mm. Hitler. So they just turned it into like a parking lot. Mm. It's like, what could be the most like mundane thing? A parking lot. Cause fuck this mm. guy. Mm. Uh, so I spit on it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel your so, people. I feel so seen where he you. died. His, his, his grave. I spit on it for you. Shalom Thanks Shabbat. So much. Shalom Shabbat. We are, yeah. we are entering the, uh, a, a significant time in uh, the the Jewish culture's, uh, at least calendar, in, in the sense that it's it's almost the new year. Oh, uh, what's what is, what is that called again? Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my Rosh Hashanah on, I believe, Saturday the 16th will consist of me driving to 
the airport to go to Disney World. <laughs> Shalom Shabbat. Shalom Shabbat. I'm very good. excited for Do this have, new Jewish year. They, I know they got Mickey ears with fucking yarmulkes on it. You oh, know yeah, that's a thing. I have never that I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up right now. That My is, friend, same friend Shane used to have a DX uh what are they called again? I just said it. Yarmulke. Uh, yarmulke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, did he did it say those. suck it on it? No, <laughs> it, it didn't. <laughs> said cut it no it said it's it just said dx on it uh which was pretty which i thought was pretty funny uh it's like that you know there's there's an r there's an r in yamaka wow, I, I could not try spelling that like that would be one of the hardest words to ask me i can't spell definitely whenever i try to do it it's defiantly defiantly like, yeah, man yeah. why can i not i'm a 32 year old man why can't i spell the one definitely? the one that i see all the time just because of what I do in a lot of my work, uh, many people spell meditation as mediation. They leave out a T. Meditation. Mediation. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mediation. Ah, I got, I can do that one, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling Mickey Mouse yarmulke and one of the first things that come up is says Mickey Mouse hates Jews. Okay. Uh, nice. I mean, it's well, well, um, known that oh uh, there's some that, drama there well that walt disney may have been a bit anti-semitic all uh, right we'll I go find his frozen body and spit on it uh yeah i don't know i'm, I'm still i think he's he's done more good than harm and that's yeah, uh, you know sure um okay on etsy jewish mickey mouse this is an etsy page but you're telling me you don't go to Disney World this week and or whenever you're going and they don't sell one that because they have like Mickey with flag different flags on it Mickey like l sports teams wizard hats there's all sorts of gimmick Mickey things so you're telling me there, there's not going to be one with a yarmulke on it they got the little what are those called the little sideburns uh payas I think payas? They were pay that yeah, would be going a little too far then I think if Mickey <laughs> Mickey ears with that but I always think of it like Star Wars, Anakin with the like the Obi Wan. They, they, they're mm. clearly, they're clearly, you know, yeah. You're showing me Mickey Mouse Etsy ears. Oh, those are like Mickey ears, but with the Star of David in it. Yes, that's pretty. In that's each, that. Each yeah, year. that makes sense. Exactly. That's the way it yeah. should be. That's a pretty super good clean, idea. super basic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will not be wearing that. Ah, uh, okay. You don't like to support your people. I get it. You probably eat pork too, don't you? Well, I'm not. I'm not one to wear Mickey ears. <laughs> like, like, okay. If you were to go to Disney World next yeah. week, yeah, would you wear Mickey ears? No, no, I would. Okay, so I'm being my. The day we go to Magic Kingdom, uh, my girlfriend and I will be joining a cousin and and their family, and my mom is coming too for his thirtieth birthday, and my cousin's wife is like, we're all wearing matching shirts, and Jordan, I know you prefer tank top so like i'm getting you a tank top and it's like what does the shirt am, say i'm not sure yet but i'm resisting it so hard because what, you're the one who pushed past the lover shirts on everyone so touche brain <laughs> but the difference is that the pasta lover shirts was created in the spirit of pasta. absurdity these shirts uh for the group of people at disney together like that's a genuine expression of hey right. we're all together and we're going to coordinate our apparel and i'm not 
saying there's anything wrong with that. Oh, and lots of families do it. I see. God bless whomever does that. But for me specifically, there is something that makes me feel a bit ill in doing that. <laughs> I don't, I don't like doing it too much either. I, I could, if it's in the right spirit, I'd probably be okay with it. Do I'm okay doing it with the boys, like how we did it. Cause it's all of us funny, but when it's like a whole family and it's like, you know, no, first time we at were, Disney world or something, we, what we did was a social a, experiment, <laughs> a collective group of people from literally around the world, uh, eating at an Italian restaurant together, wearing uh, specifically designed apparel, mind you, that had the face of David Letterman and the face of Wei Ting and an animated drawing of Eric Marcotte's face. So fantastic. to me, like that's, let's do that all day long. But yeah. to just say, uh, whatever, uh, Disney World 2023, uh, 30th birthday, like I, it's going to take a lot for me to do that we, and not feel like I'm suffering. Should we put up the Pasta Lover shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees for one day and just see what happens? Yes. <laughs> yes, we should. Yes, we should. Who, we'll talk okay, about who, it. We'll talk about it. Who would, who would send uh, the, the, the letter first to be like, fuck off? Would it be... Pasta Lovers or... David Letterman. No, it wouldn't be them. Would it be Letterman or McDonald's or post wrestling? We got, we got that. We got that moon. Uh, yeah, maybe it would be post wrestling. Yeah, they way. are very protective of their <laughs> making sure they property. get the royalties the families deserve. Yeah, yes. uh, we have some questions that we should probably get to here uh, because the absurdity can continue. But Facebook. If you're on it, join the Poison Rana group. And if you do, uh, we share wrestling stuff in there, memes and feedback threads, just like this one that you posted a few days ago. What is this picture you posted? It's Dracula with Doritos. Can't go wrong there, except uh, Doritos are bad for uh, the palm oil, uh, Jordan. So you're basically supporting the death of orangutans. So uh, great start with that photo. So sorry. Doritos are you a are you a Dracula fan? You love the the oh, Halloween yeah. season. Oh yeah, Bella Lugosi. Let's go, baby. The goat. Dracula. Why is why are vampires like sexualized? Uh, because like the in the Dracula book, what Bram Stoker? Uh, it's like Dracula loves that shit. He's all pervy and it's got like like innuendos and he's got like a bunch of side bitches side oh, chicks like, that like, are vampires and like all sexy. Juice. they like bite he bites people's necks like it's pretty they're the sexiest of monsters no one's like really got their rocks off looking at you know the mummy or like the creature hmm. from the black lagoon but like maybe wolfman if you're into that kind of stuff but like dra- vampires are the sexiest of the like no one asked this question, but we're clearly answering. <laughs> I mean, I guess you answered, asked this question, but no one yeah. asked that except you. But we can get to questions that are on this. Do you think like, Bram had unfulfilled potential in TNA? No, he should okay. have had a Dracula gimmick. That would have been pretty good. Yeah, That'd be good. Yeah. I did like a what was it? Ariel. She was with uh, Kevin. Yeah, oh Thorne. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Big. Yeah, 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 huge yeah. fan. Yes, uh, yes. We're trying to get Eric Marcotte to start. He has a show that will eventually happen, and he'll be talking about that vampire 
from WWECW. Eric, don't question Marcotte coming soon, someday, somehow. Is this a real thing? Poison Rana project? Possibly. I, I may have spoiled something there, but there has been talks, contracts to be discussed. But let's go but to I, our first but, question. But, but hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. This is more. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. I was I was at the the one of the first ECW uh, in WWE tapings. It was the debut of Kelly Kelly and wow. her stripping. You were at it this was show? the it was the weekend. It was like Fourth of July weekend, and they did a I, I guess a Raw taping on Monday, and then this ECW taping on Tuesday when RVD dropped both titles. Wow, you were at back. this show. Yeah, so oh, in you ECW, go you got to get beyond for that episode. Then he dropped the title to Edge. Big no, to Big oh, Show. Oh, right, because you went to the ECW. Oh, right, right, right. And Paul Heyman was was uh, managing Big Show, I believe. And I was with my friend Stanley, who really hadn't watched wrestling since Attitude Era, which was when, especially in WCW, it was normalized at the end of the main event for the crowd to throw shit into the ring. So. As soon as Big Show defeated Rob Van Dam, my friend oh, no. was the first to throw a half-filled soda at Big Show, which then prompted everyone else to Whoa. throw shit into. So that may have been one of the last times at a major WWE event where much of the crowd threw their trash uh, at the performers in the ring. It was. Wow. Uh, it was terribly foolish, but I, I have to admit, incredibly fun. Damn. Okay, well, I'll have to get you on for that. I think he might start from the beginning. I'm basically I, I, saying he's got to start this show, but it, you can be on already. for that episode. Yeah, yeah. Great quality content coming soon. All right, let's get to these questions. From Glenn, who writes in here, my friends and I would get drunk in our 20s and steal construction equipment. Cones, barricades, and a random roll of street line tape. What dumb shit did alcohol assist you doing? First of all, Glenn, that is that is terrible. How could you steal people's property? Uh, but alcohol has made us uh, do some dumb shit. I, I never, I wasn't too good in, I, I too good. I don't like destroying property. I don't like stealing things unless it's like clearly this. Like one time, friend of mine was the DD, and I made him stop in the middle of the highway when there wasn't many cars because there was a huge like taxi light up sign. So I quickly opened the door, hopped out and grabbed it. No cars on the highway, but it was in the middle of the night. And that was like in my apartment for like years of this huge taxi thing. Uh, but I didn't necessarily steal it. I've seen like signs and stuff that have already been like busted down and I've taken those, but I wouldn't take it myself. But alcohol has definitely made me do many stupid things, but stealing things, stealing hearts, maybe. But uh, whoa, yeah. Whoa. yeah. What about what about you? Have you done anything as Glenn is implied there? This wasn't the first thing that came to mind, but your story reminded me. Um, are you familiar with the pop punk band All Time Low? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the singer used to be one of my closer friends, and we were on vacation in Florida together, and he was kind of like the 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 young boy out of the group of us. And there was a car accident, and like a bumper or something had fallen off, and right. So we said like, hey, I'm going to slow down, go go grab it, like at the crime scene. And so he went and as soon as he grabbed it, I just drove away and like kind of <laughs> stranded him for a little bit. Um, the, I, I've done a lot of dumb shit, but 
That was in my teens, not my 20s. And yeah. alcohol was not a factor at all. <laughs> You're just it doing was, dumb shit regardless. Yes. Like, I, like the neighborhood I grew up in, my family's home was one of the first homes. So they would often be like homes under construction left unsupervised for most of the time. So like uh, me and, and the aforementioned Stanley, we would go into these homes and just like, I mean, dumb, harmless shit, like uh, go to the top floor and like grab a long uh, PVC pipe and just like pee through it down to like the bottom floor and stuff like that. We once, I guess the worst, we once accidentally set the, the, the woods on fire. And it was the first time I had to call 911 and a couple fire trucks had to come put it out, but that wasn't, it wasn't, it it wasn't intentional. Wow. But criminal, uh, but we did enjoy exploring fire. I, uh, I, I don't think I was like drunk, but I've def- I had a friend who was really into urban exploring and going into, you know, closed off abandoned buildings and stuff like that. So he'd, he'd bring me into some of those and kind of similar. Sometimes there'd be condos that weren't fully built yet and you get a crazy view of the city and stuff and nothing, no peeing in things though. Just mm. pee, pee at home or in this woods thank you glenn uh, this one's an interesting one from steve who grows weed what would you do for a klondike bar what would happen if i laid a finger on your butterfinger how do you get the caramel inside a caramel bar where's the beef got milk is brown cow really malicious these are the questions i need answered thank you for your time and patience thank you steve uh there's a lot to unpack there uh i wouldn't do too much for a klondike klondike bar um Sorry if I butterfingers aren't really uh, not really my jam either. Caramel, though, I have always wondered how they got that inside there. I'm assuming like a machine or a robot. And brown cow is like Nesquik. I don't even think they have that in the states. Um, but yeah, got milk. You're this is one of the this is one of the dumbest uh, just uh, posts I've. Steve Steve grows weed. Or we're trying to rebrand him uh, to Steve likes weed, uh, <laughs> dude. Dude, Steve, you can do so much better than this, man. Like this is not funny. Dude, it's not interesting. It's not stimulating. Like this, just this is bad material, Steve. And I only push you because I care about you. But but you got to do better, Steve. I mean, you have grandchildren. They can't be hearing or seeing this bullshit. Wow, uh, Jordan checking Steve likes weed. Uh, to, to come harder next time. All right. Wow. Uh, Fire Frank writes in, why do they call them fingers? I've never seen them fing. Who do you think in the post slash poison Rana community would do the best in a fishing competition? See, that's a good question. Fire Frank. Yeah. Who in this group of people of podcasters yeah. would, would do the best in a fishing competition? I'd be all right. I don't think I'd win, but like I have, I enjoy fishing, but part of it's just, I like the hanging out and doing nothing and relaxing and stuff. But it, I, I have caught some big fish in my past, but it has been a while. So I'm a bit rusty. So I are you the type to, to eat or catch and release? I would love to catch a fish and, and barbecue it right then and there. That would be awesome. Uh, so it depends on, I guess the fish, but yeah, I don't know. You think John, I think John Pollock would be a good fisher fisherman i think he'd be good at catching a fish he's got he's a dark horse i i suppose i never got into fishing my dad maybe way yeah like i he he's very much leaning into i'm an aging father exactly yeah i'm going for the dads who like you know 
yeah crack, see, crack I, a beer and they haven't had one in a while and they're just out there fishing and but when i think of fishermen i think of people that are a bit like not just outdoorsy but also handy like to, like maybe a a phil Chertok or a mike murray come to mind yeah, I would like They're to. I, I would like to go fishing again. I love. Fishing. I don't. I, I don't. I, I want to go like on a fishing. Like I want to catch like some big shit. I want to go like in Europe and go on a fishing boat in like Portugal. I'm not talking like. I want to. I, I have done the relaxing fishing. I want to get a bit, a bit extreme. I want to see some creatures. Mm, you know? I don't. I don't know. I like. Maybe I'm a bit soft or sensitive. Like I don't. Why bother the fish like that? Yeah. True. Also facts. Yeah. I just want to catch a shark or something i'd let it go i don't know i'd rather jerk off yeah well speaking of that uh neil flanagan has a question on grinder it's an app for making friends you can choose to be in a tribe which of these would you be in feel free to choose more than one then he lists daddy twink bear rugged clean cut leather gym bunny Hmm. He has more questions, but I'll. Uh, no, no, this is a good one. This is. This, uh, I have been Steve called. likes weed. Take notes. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you on Grinder? No, not yet. Yeah, um, I like that answer. I'm certainly not a gym bunny, and I'm certainly not a bear. You have some bear. I've been. Uh, oh, I've been called that many times. I've been definitely yeah. called. Definitely been called daddy. I've definitely been called a bear. I've been called a a cub. Uh, I've been called, uh, what's another one? Someone once called me. They said I was an otter. Huh. Uh, I like know. that for you. Neil, Neil, might, Neil might know what that means, but uh, I'm not, you're a twig. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not leather. And I feel like I'm somewhere in between rugged and clean cut, but not, you're not definitively. One. No, no, I'm. You're going I'm, to Disney so, World. You're not rugged. <laughs> but I do <laughs> set things on fire. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe. Uh, he's got other questions. Have either of you actually done a detox? I just mean a juice cleanse or that type of thing. If not, this show is fake. Uh, I I have uh, smoothies though. I'm which I, I keep telling myself this is the time to get back into them, but man, definitely haven't. But uh, yeah, a defined not detox, a, not an actual thing. No, no, I understand. Yeah, I, I've yeah. never done a food or drink related detox that i can recall at least with great intention i'm trying to think though like some people do a digital detox um which i have not done like uh, like stay away from your phone or social media or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i mean i used to i used to go take walks for an hour and a half That's and not my bring my phone yeah and, but but without the phone right and okay. that felt at the time that felt incredibly refreshing but no i can't really say i've done a detox of any kind so you're fake no uh, yeah i'd like to say i'm more full of shit than fake right all right that's good um yeah i i can't say i don't know just not dr- like i'll be like all right i won't drink this week <laughs> i've done that <laughs> that's, that's kind of a detox it's not a whole month or years um he also asks about thoughts on Eric Marcotte, but I think we have given uh, many on that already. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck that guy. 
Yeah. So crazy to learn about tribes, though. Uh, we go to our next question from Chris Masterson, who writes in with rumors of NSYNC reunited for a new song to be featured in the Trolls sequel. I have to ask which member of the group would most likely win an NS an NSYNC Hunger Games. I mean, Timberlake already won the NSYNC Hunger Games. He's he's Timberlake. He's the reason they have that song. I'm sh- I'm assuming on the Trolls sequel which i just i haven't seen the movie but i know timberlake has done the song for it so do we know when this song comes out i don't know what's timberlake's coming back with song he's got a song with what furtado again and i don't know i used to i'm not interested in that this nsync i i definitely i love nsync oh yeah same same i i certainly chose them uh well over backstreet boys so i'm interested in the song you know what i like watching um and maybe this makes me um rugged Old. uh joey fatone every now and then does 30 minute live performances at oh epcot god. oh god at epcot. So, you're not epcot. rugged you're a so <laughs> so sometimes he'll do it with rugged um one of one of the sync guys yeah, uh the other is, one it, the n- uh, chris 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 kirkpatrick yes yeah 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 uh, no he's the other one <laughs> He's and, the leather one. <laughs> yes, yes, he would have been the leather one, and uh, and then he'll then then Ryan Cabrera will come do all the way down uh, with the with the house band, and they've had maybe like Tone Loke or one of those like early '90s kind of like pop hip hop uh, type acts. Uh, so every now and then on YouTube, I'll I'll, I'll pull up some some Fatone at Epcot. I think we um, both agree Timberlake would is the 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 tribal chief of in sync though from a yeah. career and artistic perspective yes but from but because you love that physical yeah. prowess uh and no, no, let's okay. respect fatone like fatone no i will like, not he he's like he's fully in with these impractical jokers he did the uh the the steve harvey family feud uh just the 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 announcer role like fatone has wow. has maintained like d-list celebrity status for decades now yeah good for him Chris has got and Lance more Bass may or may not have gone to space. I, I forget how that. Oh, how that. nice. At least he didn't go see the Titanic. Chris got more questions here. If you had to build a full meal, snack, fries, drink, main course, dessert, etc., consisting of fast food restaurants, different fast food restaurants, but you could only choose each restaurant for one of the pieces, what would your ideal combo be? Wow, that's an intricate question. Um, so full. Okay, so does that not include a get breakfast? like a. Yeah. Uh, so stuff from every other restaurant. I don't know. I'd get like a. Well, taco. who has the best? Who has the best fries? McDonald's. Do they? People people say it is because they put crack cocaine in it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's fries are are yeah. very good. Yeah. But then you can't choose anything else from McDonald's. So who has the best dessert at these places? Uh, you could do uh, could do McDonald's fries, a like Popeye's a frosty, a, a, a frosty. A frosty. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. That's the, it right okay, there. The, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I do, yeah, it's good. That's yeah. good. That's McDonald's good. Fries. I mean, Popeye's fries are pretty good too. What does he mean by, by, uh, by snack? Snack? Uh, I don't know. Like a wrap? Snack Salad? No, I don't know. What about a, a drink? Do any of these places have a yeah, like unique a type? I guess the Baja Blast at Top Baja of Blast, buddy. Yes. Nothing like a Baja Blast. I heard they have alcoholic ones now, which just sound 
Like I tried butterbeer for for my first time. Oh yeah, that's it a, had a vodka or something. It was, I yeah. thought it was disgusting. Uh, Chris also asked. He says I had a recent conversation about our new normal, referring to after COVID and how people, generally speaking, have different tolerance levels for each another and everything going on. With that being said, have either of you noticed a drastic change in your own tolerance level of the general public, or a stark change in close family, friends, and uh, if conscious of it, do you accept it as an inevitable? I don't know. There's just so, so much. I, that. I was. Of, I don't. I don't. It, it's a good question, and in the thread, I, I followed up on it. I also oh, there's more. Asked yeah. what what his Venmo was, and said I'd like to send you five dollars. And in response, he just omitted that. So Chris is lost. But I wasn't sure what he meant by tolerance level of the general public, and he clarified he's talking about other people's quirks or mannerisms, and uh, that he said maybe typically you would not be annoyed by, but after spending long periods of time in, in more social isolation due to COVID, then maybe those quirks of others become intolerable. Like, and, and, and he, uh, an example was somebody knows who feels like they have a much shorter fuse around other people. I don't think I relate to that necessarily. Uh, I can say that I get energy by being around people socially. And as a result, COVID time, I very much suffered and very much desired socialization in person, but I don't think it made me like more annoyed or less tolerant of other people. It made me more desirous to be around other people. Yeah. Especially all this time kind of removed. I'm definitely, it's something I just have, I don't like talking about it. I don't like it. I'm so over it. Right. And I t- totally respect people's boundaries if they still have some and uh, people who wear but masks. Fuck you. Stuff, fuck but, you. I just got COVID a few weeks ago and yeah, it's because like, people are like, I'm just sick of COVID. So well, let's then, act like it doesn't exist. Then why are you lying and saying you haven't been on grinder yet? You clearly you're going out too much, going to too many. Sh- like I, I, I'm sure like you got it and it, it, it like reacted your older COVID and it's like serious because some people are fucking still dying from it. And I totally understand. That's that. my point. Yeah, Bray Wyatt yeah, like died, like, still serious, if not yeah. like directly from it. So yeah, I guess my point is just because people feel inconvenienced by it or it's been three plus years now. And like, that's still no reason to minimize it or be like, well, just because it's annoying at this point, uh, let's, let's just do away with any preventative measures uh, that may be helpful, not only to you, but to like your community members, especially those that are older or immunocompromised. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. I, I and again, I totally. So I, I, I would never. I, I don't even know if what I, what Chris really is asking, but I, I would never like judge someone or say, say something or if someone's like, hey, you need to wear a mask in here. I would totally, totally do it. Still, I think I, what I he's just, pointing here I think it hasn't he's been point- a thing. You don't see a lot of that right now, and I'm in a big city, but you don't see too many people uh, masking up or. Same. I I don't, although I see, I have seen way more in the past month, especially traveling to Boston last weekend, but I don't think Chris is actually like speaking specifically about COVID related uh, behaviors like masking or not. I think it's more that because of uh, previous lockdown and all that, that people in general ended up spending less time 
in public amongst other people. And I think he's uh, theorizing that as a result, people might be like a bit more sensitive about the social quirks of other people just because it hadn't been, they weren't getting as many reps amongst people in public. Yeah. But I think that just says more about someone's like uh, social personality or comfortability around other people. Sure. And I I think people have still got to respect how people act and react to certain things still. Cause fuck like you said, people are still, let me, let me ask you, ask it this way. What, what's like, a quirk or a human behavior that some people out in the world do that annoys you? Uh, people who slow walk, but like, yeah, take up the, like the whole row. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I already said kids in general in on <laughs> kids in general, uh, kids on airplanes, obviously, uh, is my big thing, but, uh, you got me going here. Um, in people, the, who, so I, people who talk in on the, the phone, actually in, in public places, uh, really annoying like if you're walking and talking on the phone most likely you're in my way taking up the whole sidewalk and everyone can hear so you it's, loudly it's, talking yeah but what if that person was standing next to another human being no it's in like oh barbara did you hear about the leaf so it's like shut the fuck up text them i like t- t- I, I, yeah you're but on like, a bus but, or a train fucking airport people those are that's a whole universe there i hate airport people the people who work at airports i get it you probably get paid really shit it's a shit job but why do you got to be so miserable? Like, be happy. Some people live on the streets and don't have jobs. But everyone who works at airports, they could be fucked about you making your flight. They don't care. They're just grumpy people. What was that? What was the question again? <laughs> I don't know. You started talking about Barbara. <laughs> what did annoy me in the airports last week? And I think for me, it's more of a general uh, ignorance of of what someone is doing and how it's impacting the people around them, which I think is what you're pointing to. Yeah. So, so it, those like conveyor belt things in the airports where you hop on it just to like move along quicker, the people that just stand there. Now I understand part of the appeal is you, you'll move in space and you don't have to walk. Yeah. But for people like me, I like using them because I still walk at the same pace, but I just move through space quicker. As a result, and there were multiple people that chose to stand still, but take up the entirety of the the width of that thing. So I had to like ask them uh, or I I essentially had to say, excuse me. And it's like, why put me in that position? Why inconvenience me to put me in that position? You know, they don't have to take up the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Like, like, like be on the phone, catch up with Barbara. I realize, like, <laughs> you and Barbara, like, can't always just physically be together. So, right. so do what you need to do, but at least be mindful of of the people around you. That's all. Cause, yeah, because that's the thing you see everywhere: people on the phone, on like, and yelling and like shouting. It's like Jesus, it's like stop. Like the other day, also, I went through a walk through. I went through a walk through a cemetery, and this guy was on his phone like loudly talking like oh well, that's blah, obnoxious blah, blah. and i'm like Yo, especially if if others are there to kind yeah. of connect with like dead loved ones like, uh, yo. yeah that is entirely... no i was there to see george michael but uh but oh, this well. guy was just on his phone yapping i was like yo that's that's fuck dude i gave Have him you seen death the, stairs, but the the wham documentary that came out not oh, too no. long ago neither have I. I i heard it's very good though all right i gotta check it out 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it might be Netflix. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, the people that that are sitting on the plane, and especially before it takes off, and they're like watching stuff on their phone at full volume without headphones. Fuck those people. Oh yeah, yeah, those people suck. Yeah, people who are just like intolerant of, like people just don't know. Like the world doesn't. There's a lot of other people out there, and like I'm very mindful of. I don't like people who get close to me, especially. This is, I guess, ties into that question. People who COVID was a great excuse for people not to be close to me. I hate that. If I'm in a line, why, why am I feeling someone behind me stand a little bit further away? And now that COVID happened, that gives that more of an excuse, but I'm finding people are getting a little too comfortable now getting closer to people. And I'm like, cool. But like, don't, I don't want someone breathing down my neck when I'm like in line somewhere. And and I, I hate that as well. Like I like my personal space and I hate people who, like if I give them the the way to walk, but they choose, they, they know, like they have to go this way when I'm like, Hey, go, here you go. Sorry about that. And it's like, I, I don't know people who are just in their own world. I, I cannot stand. I'm, I, you know how you do you know? that though, when you're like coming up uh, towards someone and you're going to uh, pass each other and walk in different directions. And then you both kind of shift to the right and then correct and both shift to the left. And you know, that moment where you kind of get like, tangled exactly. up with yeah, someone yeah, yeah. that is one of the most like, like funny person to person interactions that oh, i yeah. think one can be entangled upon with ooh, a stranger ooh, sorry. Ooh, ooh, sorry like and and after you know and that might be anywhere from let's say uh two to six seconds of just this micro interaction and anytime that happens i feel like we don't acknowledge it enough with the person like if you i think as a general social rule if you end up trying to pass someone and and that dance uh, occurs for a, a brief few seconds, I think there should be a rule that like you should both actually stop, move to like the side uh, of the sidewalk, and like, I don't know, take a selfie together. To no, we should duel. The experience. We should fight to the death. Or fight to the death. But I, my point is, I think at least a, like a proper thank you, maybe exchange information. You never know. I just think that those are one of the the. People don't, don't like, like, people don't like talking to people on the street. Like I live in a big city. Everyone's always in a hurry and it's just, yeah, people don't like. Dude, okay. That. Okay. So the people that choose to engage in, in a non-creepy way, engage with you, passerbys with eye contact, perhaps a smile, perhaps God forbid, uh, like, Hey, how you doing? Have a great day. How do you feel about those people? Oh yeah. I love those people. Right. Right, like yeah, I, I, I drove into a neighborhood. I, I swear to God, uh, this is a, a like a godmother of mine. Her name actually is Barbara. I, I drove Shout to her out, house Barbara. yesterday, and as I entered the neighborhood, there was this like older guy walking this little dog, and he made some good eye contact with me as I was driving in. Big ass wave, full hand, full fingers, full wrist, and like the biggest smile, and. I felt that man, like I, I was feeling actually significantly better as a result of this stranger engaging me with like very intentional positivity and care Hmm. to just acknowledge my existence and like share some, some peace and joy with me. Like I, I think that is highly underrated and we all have the potential to do that. Uh, with everyone whom we come into contact with uh, every day of our lives. Uh, Do we have an obligation to do that? No. But I think that guy benefited from it just as much as I did. 
there's our challenge to you detoxers out there. Uh, Be nice to strangers. Yeah, let's let's hear about some interactions next next month from strangers, and it can go a long way. A, a nice hello, how you doing? How are you? Not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah, not everyone. If they're a Nazi yeah. of some kind, yeah, we yeah. we spit on their grave. Oh yeah, we punch them in the teeth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you everyone for writing in on the questions there. And for everyone who's listening to us ramble on about absolutely everything you needed to hear today in the world. Uh, you got another uh, show. What, what's the what's the post show? Wellness uh, policy. Wellness policy. Do you have a, when's the next one dropping? Uh, that's a good question. We did one a few weeks ago. We did. Uh, it kind of was more detox like in that we went into it with. Oh, so you're stealing plan. the gimmick and doing it over there now. You're like jumping ship. Well, it's kind of my gimmick. No, I'm just- in part. <laughs> and I, it was very well received. So Excellent. it was certainly easier on our part. I am talking to a potential guest that uh, he worked uh, actually both all in events. So if we could have him on, that would be great. But if we do, I'm thinking let's not treat him so much as a interview subject or like just asking him about his his domain of expertise but more of just like another person to kind of hang and chat with i think that worked really well we'll do it again uh tuesday september 26th at 3 p.m eastern excellent well there you go we have a wellness policy to look forward to we'll uh we'll join back up maybe early october and do some some spooky season detox don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll uh, hopefully hear some questions and feedback from you fine folks. So again, follow us on that Facebook group. Join in for the uh, feedback threads of everything we're doing. Sino and B covering up next this week over on the post wrestling feed. Go check that out. Me and Davey will be back next Tuesday night with a new up next. But we will be hitting you with a new Sunday Poison Rana podcast dropping where we'll talk about everything as we reunite. So look forward to that over on this feed as well. So hit that subscribe button, follow us on all the socials at Poison Rana pod. Thank you, Jordan, for hanging out with me here today. Had a nice chat as always fun catching up with you. Good, sir. Have fun in Disney or I'm probably talking to you before that, but you're always at fucking Disney. So shout out Joey Fatone at Epcot. And rest in peace to the dude from Smash Mouth and Jimmy Buffett. Take care. Did we ever? Did we? Did we ever get into the uh, the JC from? Remember he like tried the solo career like number ten on TRL after no, Justin no. Timberlake kind of came through. No, no, it's just no. I, I felt like because he was the number two. Like I, he, you know, you, 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 I'm not uh, sure, but I'd rather be at Burning Man. Uh, Goodbye. <laughs>